You're listening to the Today's Conveyancer podcast, the leading source of information for residential property lawyers in England and Wales. Don't forget to subscribe and sign up to our free newsletter at todaysconveyancer.co.uk. You can also follow us on LinkedIn and Twitter. Hello and welcome to the Today's Conveyancer podcast. Today we're going to be talking about open banking and the potential for conveyances to protect themselves from fraud. I'm joined by Cashroom's Stephen O'Day and Chris O'Day. Stephen is head of technology uh, and Chris is CEO. Welcome along, guys. And Tom Lees, head of legal at Armalytics. And probably worth at the outset just touching on how each of your businesses is connected to open banking. Stephen and Chris, you might want to come in on that one first. Thanks, David. And ultimately, Cashroom are providing services into the legal sector, uh, particularly a number of conveyancers, to ensure a compliant, efficient and and risk-reduced finance process to support the the conveyancing process in its whole. And through open banking, we are dealing with lots of payments, incoming funds across all transactions. And really, the open banking technology is adding lots of opportunities there to streamline those processes, reduce the time taken to complete transactions, as well as reduce the risk associated with any finance, financial transactions going on within that conveyancing process. Uh, and Tom, your head of legal analytics, this is a, a source of funds tool. Yeah, really different from the guys at Cashroom. So open banking technology is the building blocks really on which our technology is built on. So we use open banking to help law firms digitalize their source of funds process um, so that we can take some of that data that we get from open banking and we can analyze that data and present it back to them in a way which will help them get to a point where, yeah, I'm, I'm happy with source of funds rather than if we're receiving 30 40 pages of bank statements which is obviously quite a, a manual process so having introduced we've done this the wrong way around having introduced uh, how you guys use open banking in your own businesses um what is open banking open bankings are a regulatory framework that's been used to connect the banks third parties technical providers as a way of making it easy for customers to pass their data around between between the different companies and businesses that they are that they're working with it's really broken down into two areas there's the account information which is the bit that Tom was touching on with the the transactions and the the bank details and things by a customer authenticating with their bank they can approve the the passing on of of things like their their transactions to the companies that allows them to be analysed. And then the second piece is the payment initiation, which allows companies to set up payments and ask the customer to then go through their banking process to to approve the payments and and ultimately make the payment, all without having to pass credentials or anything about. So it's very, very secure because it passes you back to your bank whenever you have to do the, the bits that the, the banks know about, but allows you to pass the data about without having to rekey it, without having to email it, etc. So it's a way of connecting all the systems together, passing the data in a nice, secure, secure manner. How does open banking have the potential to help conveyances? 
from what the conversations we've had and, and what we've learned over the last year or so, I think it's fair to say probably about 80% of conveyances currently have quite manual processes around source of funds. So to be able to understand the potential that it has to help, you really need to understand what the pain points are that it's trying to, trying to tackle. Um, the knock-on consequences of the, the manual processes are often that conveyances face friction from clients around source of funds um, because often it's out of a conveyances comfort zone asking questions that might relate to pretty personal financial circumstances. Um, there might be issues that might need the eye of compliance or a cult that are often not picked up early because there's a big degree of going back and forwards. Um, and source of funds has got a lot more challenging than it was 10 or 15 years ago because people can move money at their fingertips now. Your bank statements are significantly bigger than they were 10 or 15 years ago because people use contactless, which means there's significantly more payments on there. There's a lot more to work through. So I think that that's really where the, the problems are. But I think how it has the potential to help conveyances is by digitalizing that process. Um, into one process that is safe and is secure. And I think going back to what Stephen spoke about, um, the consent part of open banking is really key. So the consumer holds the key to this journey because they give consent and you've effectively got one source of truth. So as a conveyancer, you don't have to worry about, is that bank statement in front of me legitimate? And if it is, how am I supposed to know if it's legitimate or not? And um, you, you've got that one source of truth. I was in a, a law firm last month who had a, a client they were acting for that had some suspicious circumstances around it. And one of the suspicious circumstances was one of the bank statements they had received and um, had um, text on it, which was slightly larger in areas than others. So slightly different font. And there were a number of red flags around it. Um, so that's one of the the ways it can certainly help conveyances. But I think if you get the process right, it should be able to save most conveyances 30 to 50 percent of time on, on source of funds using open banking if they get them, if they get the process right. Where where we see it's going to, to help conveyancers and particularly from a, a financial processing perspective is almost at the, the other end of the process to, to what Tom is, is talking about and where cash room really come into this process is when the client money starts coming in and out of the client account. If you think about a, a busy conveyancing Friday, there's vast sums of money and quantities of money flowing through the various lawyers' clients' accounts to, to deal with the, the settlement piece. And to me, there's, there's multiple areas where open banking will play a part in streamlining that process, speeding up the process for the end user, for the consumer, and ultimately helping the conveyancer within that. First of all, in terms of notification of money arriving in, in the client account um, to, to allow the, the onward transmission and, and the completion of, of the settlement. And we've all been there seen on on the busy friday the the lawyers are chasing the finance department asking has has my money arrived yet can you let me know as soon as it arrives and there's a lot of time wasted with fee earners chasing finance teams finance teams checking bank accounts and 
and and back and forward. And if you think about the sort of consumer industry at the minute, we've all got our banking apps on our phones now. And the second money arrives in your bank account or the second you spend money on a card, etc., you're being hit with a, a push notification on, on your mobile to say money's arrived or, or money's left your account. As open banking develops, there's real potential to put those real time notifications into the conveyancing process. And again, just really streamline that where you remove those chasers. Has my money arrived? As soon as that money arrived, we'll be able to push a, a real time notification and almost then workflow the process as well to say there's a workflow that says when that money arrives, a payment ready to go. And that takes you on to the next stage for me where the open banking can help in the process, which is that that payments piece. And as Stephen talked about earlier, um, one part of open banking is that initiation of, of payments. And if, if firms can get their workflows correct and can be prepared for those busy conveyancing Fridays, you've got that workflow and the automatic triggers that as soon as the, the money arrives and there's a real time notification comes in, that, that triggers the next stage of the workflow where the payment needs to go. And again, if you're in a process where a button can simply be pressed to say, go and initiate this payment at the bank, it reduces the risk massively because you're not having people rekeying bank details. You're not having others coming to, to do manual checks on that. And there's just massive benef benefits throughout the process from the data journey being completely un uninterrupted and that data can flow all the way back to what Tom was talking about in terms of the source of funds piece. You can actually be gathering a lot of that data up front as part of that exercise, which flows through all the way to payments being sent out for proceeds, et cetera, back to the, the customer. And that data never needs to be changed, never needs to be manually rekeyed. And it's just a process of certain milestones within that process triggering the next step and that in my mind has got massive benefits both from efficiency risk reduction as well as compliance with all the regulations that goes around that so we're we're using technology to reduce the amount of risk in this process but there are still risks there aren't there you're still transferring money from one bank account to another you still have verification to do on the bank accounts that you're sending this money to yeah absolutely and i think that um the account information piece from from the open banking we we can be doing as well as the source of funds checks that, that tom's talked about you, you can be doing the account verification etc to make sure that that the money that's being transferred is going where it's expected to go and and the benefit of that is a lot of that can be front loaded into the process so that again come that that busy friday afternoon friday lunchtime that there's not manual checks and, and going and checking against pieces of paper and documents to, to make sure that's all been done there's a workflow that says the next step of the workflow can't trigger unless these checks have all been verified and that data has never been changed throughout the process. So how does open banking help with other fraud risks that are connected to conveyancing? One of the other 
key things that it solves is one source of truth. So in terms of that information coming from one place that you can trust and you you know has you've got confirmation that's come from the bank that you were expecting it. You, you've not got to worry about that bank statement and, and whether or not it's it's genuine. I think one of the, the big things to talk about around sort of the fraud and the risk side of things is that open banking is quite a heavily regulated area which should provide some comfort to conveyances because that's also a very highly regulated area and that's actually quite unusual to some of the other maybe supply chains that feed into the conveyancing space if you think about ID providers and search providers and case management systems, all of those historically are quite unregulated areas. You've got some real comfort about what happens in the in the back end in terms of FCA regulation is quite strict. It took us about six months to get the type of regulation that we have, which is called an AISP, which without boring people just allow, enables us to present the, the data back to the user in a in a certain way. Um, and so you've got some real comfort that what happens in the back end in terms of processes, policies and procedures is, is audited regularly and it's up to up to scratch. Um, and you can't you can't access open banking APIs unless you go through this independent audit and, and prove that your systems and security controls are up to the, the FCA standards. So think from a fraud perspective that, that and a risk perspective, that should provide quite a lot of comfort. Whenever you're using the, the, the open banking APIs, um, as, as, as Tom's touched on, is if you go and connect to them, that's OK, but you still need to get the user's consent. You need to get the user to go to the bank and actually go in and put their passwords and put their multi-factor authentication through and whatever the, the process that that bank's used and using, the user has to, to log into that bank and say, yes, you can take this information. And then it can be, that consent can be stored and it can be used for a period of time. But the fact that you've got that means that you're getting the, the background to with We've probably all opened up bank accounts and we know that we've got to go through the ID checks there. You've got to upload your passports. You've got to go through there. So you get all the extra benefits of of that as well, that you know that that's the, it is the person who owns the account who has given you that information. So, again, it just helps us with those IDs and the, 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 the ID, identification of the person. Um, and then we, we touched on it. We're, we're not using paper bank statements anymore. You don't need to go in there. Even a PDF, you don't need to get the PDF statement download. Um, you can just go there at the start of the process. Click this button, authenticate. Right now we can get all the information. And it's data, it's not the presentation. So you can be really, really confident that the data is correct um, and you don't need to worry about the things. And not necessarily loads of time as well, looking at, well, OK, is that a photocopy? Is that Why is that not quite looking right? well actually i don't need to worry about the presentation the data's right and it allows then the systems to present the data the way that is most useful to the person that's using it which brings us rather neatly on to how open banking can support source of funds checks because as you rightly say stephen the, the the data's there but it's how we present it to the end user and i think it's fair to say one of the challenges that conveyances have got is uh, that they're not financial fraud experts how is open banking going to help the conveyancer identify where somebody is trying to perpetrate a fraud? In in principle, if, if you just use the very basic foundations of open banking, in reality, that doesn't tackle 
a great deal of the challenges around source of funds or source of wealth because all you're basically doing is taking raw data and firing it to the commencer and saying, well, interpret that. And that's really no different in terms of if they were to get a few pages of bank statements to work through, other than the fact it's come from a, a central source. So the, the data analysis piece and presenting that back in a certain way, so being able to look at patterns in an account, being able to identify behavior in an account, being able to really focus on incoming monies. So in terms of your question about sort of perpetration of fraud, one of the things that we've done is we take any cash deposits that are paid into an account and we pull them out of the back end of open banking and highlight them at the very top of our, our report as the, the, the first thing for them to look for when it comes to incoming monies. Because if you look at most cases that have made the uh, sort of press that come from the NCA that involve property and that involve money laundering, um, cash deposits have a pretty prominent feature in all of those. And you obviously got the story of uh, the bank that got fined earlier this year for um, cash deposits being paid in via, via bin bags of cash. I mean, you'd hope that wouldn't happen in the conveyancing world. And I can hear conveyancers sort of screaming at the thought that banks sort of actually enabled that to, to happen as they, as they hear me sort of talking about that. Um, and I think the, the other thing is when you use technology in the right way, it drives fraudsters and criminals away. Um, fraudsters and criminals are ultimately looking for weak processes that they can target. I think the other thing to reference is if you're going to get the most value out of it, you need to align it with the right sort of questions. So to be able to ask questions about the data. So we, we've built a source of wealth questionnaire that enables firms to do that um, because you need to be able to, to ask for certain evidence, i.e. if there is a, a cash deposit, well, how has that cash deposit landed into the account? Uh, and it's it's that two-step process of saying, okay, well, we understand that the source of funds is there. We can see that in an account and we've got evidence of that. But where, where has that money actually been accrued from and how have they accrued that money? So to get it really right and to really allow it to support source of funds checks and to, to get that ultimate value, you really got to combine the two things together there in terms of the analysis piece and the, the the ability to ask questions and think for the bigger firms as well, it really does need to be agile. So you need to be able to slice and dice the technology to put it into your own technology stack, whether that be a case management system or practice management system, a portal or an app. And our, our view at Armalytics is very much for us to be a, a source of funds widget yeah, and you, you take that widget and you plug it in wherever wherever it's best for you because that, that ultimately um, it differs from, from firm to firm. What's coming out of this discussion for me is that open banking is the enabler of a procedural change. So you're now able to be the beneficiary of the fraud checks and the identity checks that the banks undertake all the way through that process. How do you sort of envisage that those processes are going to integrate themselves into case and practice management systems? Tom made a really interesting point there in terms of Armalytics 
aim of being the the widget to to provide this service that, that can then be plugged into the part of the process which suits that specific firm and i think that's the beauty of open banking and where generally technology is, is moving in terms of opening opening up apis and opening up systems which means that it doesn't need to be a one system does all solution it's allowing innovation and it's allowing companies like armalytics companies like cashroom to be developing against the technology that's available within their own technology stack to to create solutions for specific parts of processes that can then seamlessly come together to provide the end-to-end -end process that benefits that particular firm or that particular individual and ultimately that's where i see open banking but technology generally going as we move forward that the more systems open up and open up these APIs to allow that secure transfer of data, not just banking data, but any types of data. Um, it allows that innovation from other suppliers and other companies to use the av available technology to create solutions for specific problems. And then it allows the conveyancers, firms of conveyancers, to pick and choose what piece of technology what solution fits into their process to give them that that best end-to-end -end process and really that's where i see the it all fitting into the current case management and, and practice management systems is it's about these case management systems being flexible and being willing to open up their systems and to integrate with not just the open banking network, but with other providers who are providing solutions, which when when all of those solutions come together, ultimately it creates a much better solution for the market as a whole. And, and that's where I see the, the market starting to shift towards and not just the, the legal market, the the market generally and I think we're seeing that with things like um, Sky who have opened up their their platform and now within your Sky platform you can access Disney Plus you can access Amazon Prime um, and, and it's that same sort of piece where ultimately it's producing for the consumer a much better rounded platform to, to do what they want to do. I think that's a really interesting analogy, Chris, to use the way in which our television ecosystem has developed over the past few years in that Sky at one point was really quite a closed environment, wasn't it? And now it's it's really opened up and it's acknowledged that in order for it to succeed, it has to enable effectively some of its competition to succeed. I think the, the sort of big question here is PII, because clearly for conveyances who've seen their PII go up you know, 10, 15, 20% over the course of the last 12 months. That's a massive challenge for them. Do we see that adopting these processes through open banking is going to help with PII? Yes, absolutely. In, in my mind, it can only help because ultimately from a, a PII perspective, the, 
the insurance market looks at everything on a risk-based approach. And everything we've talked about today really is aimed at primarily reducing risk. And, and I think Tom mentioned earlier that single source of truth. And that that's massive in, in this process because when we when you're dealing with such vast amounts of money and risk involved with, with all of that, by having that single source of proof that can be trusted from, from end to end within a, a process, the one real benefit with that is that every control you put into your process remains relevant from start to finish. And when you're relying on lots of manual processes, any controls that you put into that process is only as good as the last time the data was manipulated manually. And, and therefore, you can have 10 controls from start to finish in a process. But if at every stage after the control has happened, someone then takes that data and manually rekeys it or manipulates it, in actual fact, that control is now redundant because the data's changed. And with the, the processes and flows that we've talked about here, it will allow firms to not only develop processes, but evidence processes and audit processes, which show that they've got all the relevant controls in place from the start of the process to the fit to the end of the process, and every one of them is adding value to that process. And by doing that, it can only lead to reduce risk and the PII market can only view that favourably when it comes to PII re renewals. You heard it here first. Yeah. Uh, cash room say PII to reduce. Tom, one of the challenges for conveyances is that they're not trained in how to interpret source of funds information. Do you see that giving them that ability to analyse the data better is going to help with PII? When you're using technology to manage risk and lots of different technology you can use to manage lots of different risks. Um, but the key thing for the firm to do is to get that story across to their brokers um, and to deliver that story in a way that's powerful. Um, I think if you're just stuck in a paragraph somewhere at the bottom there that you used a, a piece of technology, it's quite easy to, to get that missed. I, I think the key bit from a PII is is really getting that message across and delivering a, a story that is powerful and you might if you'd used open banking for like the last year you might show the number of connections that you had or something like to really deliver something powerful to the broker that that, that delivers a message that says okay well I can clearly see what this firm is doing is is mitigating risk because I've got I've got some clear I've got some clear evidence of that I've got an audit trail of that February was a record month for open banking connections ever so i think it was 863.2 million um which was just beat the record previously which was in in january so law firms should have some confidence in those sort of numbers that the consumer adoption is growing and consumers are becoming more aware of it um but the key bit from a law firm perspective is get your process right, get the the way 
you take advantage of the technology right to fit your business and you'll see that you'll see the end rewards and a couple of months ago I think in January I I, I wrote a paragraph or two for one of our clients to go in their uh, PII in sort of renewal form um, to try and help sort of convey the message around open banking and and sort of how how that mitigates the, the risks as we as we do more of this integration the open banking is one bit of it and we've got lots of lots of systems come together and the more that they those integrations open up the more that we'll be able to support getting those processes right as well from a technology perspective it's been really interesting to chat with you today and i think we've covered a huge amount around the potential that open banking provides uh, and the uh, procedural solutions that uh, that law firms have got the opportunity to take advantage of. Uh, we've run out of time. Uh, thank you very much indeed to Stephen. Thank you to Chris uh, at the Cash Room. Thank you to Tom for joining today as well. The Today's Conveyance of Podcast is available to download on your preferred podcast provider and it's also on Today's Conveyance website. Thank you very much indeed for joining, chaps. Thank you very much for having us, David. Yeah, thank you for having us, David. It was really interesting. Yeah, thank you, David. And thank you very much indeed for listening. You're listening to the Today's Conveyancer podcast, the leading source of information for residential property lawyers in England and Wales. Don't forget to subscribe and sign up to our free newsletter at todaysconveyancer.co.uk. You can also follow us on LinkedIn and Twitter.